All right, everyone, you know what time it is. Uh, I come to you with a heavy heart. This is the last episode of the season, episode four of Talking Tennessee Titans with Amer. I am your host, Alex Marchand, also known as Amer. Uh, and before we get into the show, I just wanted to uh, do, do some brief little house cleaning stuff here. Uh, I really appreciate the seven of you that are listening to these, who have listened to all of these, whether it's on Spotify or Apple. Um, I think we had a couple of people from YouTube or um, from Google Podcasts as well. So I appreciate you guys listening. It, uh, 2021 was not the absolute best year for me personally. Um, and, and part of, of what I wanted to do is stepping back and just kind of looking at my life is I wanted to start focusing on things that I actually enjoy and things I actually have fun with. Uh, and one of those things is Tennessee Titans football. So I appreciate your attention for these 15, 20 minutes every week where you just listen to uh, just an avid Titan fan, uh, me, get to ramble about the thing that I actually enjoy in life right now, which is Tennessee Titan football. And it really means a lot to have your... Uh, love and support. So with that, uh, obviously, by now, you are aware that the Tennessee Titans season is over with a devastating loss to the Bengals. Um, we lost 19-16. to 16. Um, Just, man, really felt like I, I wanted that one bad. Um, like I said, I know we are all going through whatever we're going through. And I know it's funny saying that out loud, uh, like someone's died, but it... it it's, it's tough, especially when you follow the team. You've been through as much adversity as this team has been through. Um, but I will not be doing a weekly podcast throughout the offseason, so this will conclude uh, Season 1 of Talking Tennessee Titans Football with Amer. Um, but if you want to keep up with me in the offseason uh, or keep up with anything that I'm doing, you can find me on Instagram at alexmershon17. That is Alex, A-L-E-X, Mershon, M-E-R-S-H-O-N, one seven. All right, so let's uh, let's let's get into this. So there's no beating around the bush. We took an L. Um, we I, I have seriously been watching the Titans since about 2011 when I graduated high school. I've been a fan before then, but I really didn't keep up with every game. Um, I kind of loosely had decided the Titans were my favorite team, and that's who I was going to follow. But in 2011. Um, my senior year in high school is really when I started following them the most uh, with Vince Young and that whole crew. Um, and every single year I have watched our season come to an end. Uh, there's some, there have been some tough ones in there where we've only won two or three games the entire season. Uh, and then there's been some like the previous where we've made it to the championship round or we made it to the divisional round or we made it to the wild card round and we got, we got bumped out of all those. Um, and this, it, it, it never gets easier to see your team's season come to an end. Uh, but but this, this one hurts just as bad as any of the other ones before. I got a lot of flashbacks to like when we got beat by the Chiefs or we got beat by the Ravens. This one just, it, it really hurt um, because we were just right there. Uh, and and let's, not, let's not beat around the bush here. Let's talk about the elephant in the room right now. Tannehill's three picks. That... I mean, that did not help from, from the get-go of this game, throwing a pick on the very first throw of the game, um, the very first throw of the second half, and then the very last throw of the game. It was that, that was a crushing blow. But on the same side, I'm, I'm with Vrabel on this one. He talked about our post-game interview. We lost this one as a team. You can't put it all on Tannehill's shoulders. We couldn't convert on a fourth and one. Uh, we... we I forget what we did the first time. I forget what the first play was, but then we handed it to Henry and he got tackled in the, in the backfield. 
Um, we were terrible on third downs, and our defense really gave up some big coverage plays with Jamar um, and Higgins, and it was just, it, it wasn't, there, there were plays where we needed stops on defense and we didn't get it. So across the board, um, these all stacked up. These were all reasons why our season is now over. Um, but I know I just said that the defense gave up some big coverage plays, but let's not, I, I don't want to get this twisted here. Let's not pretend like sacking Burroughs nine times wasn't impressive throughout that game. Uh, even saying that out loud, it's hard to believe that we actually lost that game. That was uh, tied for an NFL postseason record of sacking the opposing quarterback nine freaking times. We almost got the double digits. Uh, I think Big Jeff led the way. Big Jeff had three sacks, I believe. Um, and then everyone else just ate up front too. But that defense was that that defense was legit. Though that front four um, and our linebacker core and our defensive back core is just that that is a brutal defense. And that is probably that is why I felt I legitimately and I can say this with confidence. I literally feel like that defense was a Super Bowl contending defense. That defense could have kept us in every single game and has kept us in every single game. Um, and I legitimately feel like that's the best defense that I have seen Tennessee put together. It, and it just makes it feel so much better, especially coming back off of last year where we were garbage on defense, just giving up huge plays. And going into the season, the entire concern was that, oh, cool, you promoted a guy to defensive coordinator who was kind of calling the shots behind the scenes but didn't have the title. Like, your defense is still going to be garbage. And to see us come out like we did this entire season – and just blow, blow everyone's, uh, just shatter expectations. It was massive for us. And I really, like I said, I, I, can't, I can't say this enough, I really felt like that defense was a Super Bowl contending defense. Um, and it, it, it's tough seeing that we had such a good performance on defense, but it wasn't enough to get us the win. So I guess let's go back. Let's bounce back a little bit. I, I can't skip over Tannehill. Um, I touched on him a little bit earlier where I talked about he threw his three picks. Those were crushing blows. Um, and, and Tannehill as a person and as a quarterback in the NFL never gets, never really gets any media love. Um, he's not a flashy quarterback. He's not going to do anything crazy like a Mahomes um, or Josh Allen. Or he's not going to throw. He's not going to throw the ball 50 times a game like. He's not going to have those big star-studded numbers, but I, I truly do believe in Ryan Tannehill. I believe that he is our quarterback. I cannot. I, I see us sticking with him next year. Um, but but this this game was tough watching him play. Just from the get-go, it didn't feel like he ever got comfortable. It felt like starting the game off with a pick and then forcing it in there at the very end after we were being very conservative and letting that clock wind down. Um, that was tough. That was just a tough game for Ryan. And, and this game just, I, I truly, like I said, I truly believe that he deserves more credit than he gets. I trust Ryan Tannehill. Uh, but this game really, really leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Um, and if you listen to him in the post-game interviews, I mean, that he, just, he sounded broken. The poor guy is, uh, obviously, that's a crushing, crushing blow. Obviously, this was a team loss, like I already touched on, but... He, I, I think he is very well aware that his three picks in this game did not help anything. And this is going to be a very long offseason for him. And it's going to be a very long offseason for the team. Um, and it's going to be a very long offseason for Titans fans because the talks have already started of 
We need to get Tannehill out of town. We need to go see what we can do for Rodgers. We need to go get Deshaun Watson. We need to go get Russell Wilson. It's the converse, uh, all, every, that's all anyone's talking about with the Titans right now is that Tannehill is not a quarterback who can get us to the Super Bowl. While I completely, uh, while I completely disagree with all of those, that is going to be weighing heavy on him that this, this was his last performance of the season was this one. Um, and like I said, I, I, I love the guy. I'm proud that the guy is Titans quarterback. I hope to see him back next year uh, in two-tone blue. It would, be a, a, it would have to be something crazy for him not to be, in my opinion. But I really like Ryan Tannehill. He just had a really bad day to have a really bad game. Um, and man, that one, that one hurt, but you got to move on from it. I mean, that, that's, that's life, right? Um, so let's uh, let, so let's not get all down dumps because there were some good people and I want to specifically call out uh, uh, four people who, who did phenomenal. And let's start this list off with AJ Brown. This man came up huge when we needed it. He had some big time catches. He had his touchdown pass, which I literally don't even know how he caught that ball. That, that was a perfectly thrown ball by Tannehill. AJ literally didn't move his arm. That ball fell into the crease of his arm, uh, and I just wish we got him going more. I think he had four catches for close to 150 yards. I think it was like 140-something. But AJ Brown came up big. He's one of those guys where he's going to be going into the final year of his rookie contract this 2022-2023 uh, season. So uh, we, we at least get one more year with him, hopefully. Uh, and, and that goes for Julio as well. I want to touch on Julio, who I felt like it was another big part of why we kept this game as close as we did. He made some big contested catches early in the game. Um, he also had some big first down conversions for us. Um, and he just, he, he, looked, he looked like the Julio that I would have expected to see probably about mid-season and then build from there. I think with the injuries and just how much of a setback, how many setbacks that he had with that hamstring, it was tough to get that rhythm down with Tannehill and get into the groove of everything. And while Julio Jones is a phenomenal player, I think what we saw today was probably some of the best football. The, he's, he's probably starting to get into the groove. If we had a couple more weeks, I feel like he would really start peaking with this team if he could have stayed healthy, um, but we don't. So hopefully him and AJ get at least one more year, hoping for many more years with them together. But I think next year, we see both of them continue to develop this offseason, continue to get healthy, and continue to build that relationship with Tannehill. Um, and I think our offense is lethal. I think that we just had so much adversity this year that it's hard to get some um, just continuity between the guys, you know? So those were, those were my two big receivers. Uh, the other group that I've got a lot of love for is, is the running backs. And I, how, how can we have a podcast without talking about the King? I was so pumped for him to come back. He made an incredible recovery. I mean, you talk about a guy who's got a plate and screws in his foot, who hasn't played since week nine. He came back for this game. Um, he didn't have crazy numbers. I was expecting that he was going to run all over the Bengals' defense. And while he did start to pick up some momentum, he didn't have that crazy Derrick Henry run like he normally does. Um, but he did score. He did score a touchdown for us. He gave us seven point or uh, no, he gave uh, he gave us six points. And then we had the weird thing, which where we ended up going for two and not getting it. But in the end of the day, that wouldn't have mattered. Um, we still would have lost the game. Um, 
but he did score a touchdown. But I, what I want to point out more than anything is just his work ethic. I mean, major props to him for battling back from that surgery um, and being and even being able to come back for this game. I know there literally the entire talk every single game after he went out was the Titans are garbage, Titans are going downhill, and there's nothing they can do because Derrick Henry's out forever until 2022, 2023 season. But the last person I want to punch, or I want to, uh, I want to punch, I want to put on is my boy Deontay Foreman because he is a massive reason why every single critic was absolutely wrong. Every single national media person that said Titans were dead, uh, they're, they're wrong, and that's because of Deontay. Now, I, I, I love Deontay not only from his story perspective of not even being on an active roster before the season started to going to playing I mean, you go into Tennessee and someone says, hey, I need you to do, you're going to have to fill Derrick Henry's shoes. And we talked about this earlier. Um, you, you don't fill Derrick Henry's shoes. But if anyone came close to it, that was Deontay. He, he shattered expectations. He killed every single expectation that people had on him. He, he just did phenomenal. And I'm so pumped. He, I mean, honestly, he was one of the major reasons why we even made a playoff run, and that's because, uh, I mean, there was a time we had AJ out, we had Julio out, we had the King out. We literally just had Ryan Tannehill and Deontay Foreman were our guys holding it down for us. And obviously, there's some other people in there, Nick Westbrook, Keanu, Chester Rogers. There, there's some other big names in there that helped us out, but uh, he, he held it down for us. He's a major reason why we made the playoffs. Um, and he played well yesterday. He had a huge run that I was so hoping he was going to tear off and just get those extra 10 yards. But ultimately, he didn't, and that led to another interception, which that was that one was, that killed us. Um, but I really, I love his story, I love him as a person, and I really want him back in two-tone blue this next season. I, I truly feel that him and Henry complement each other much better than anyone that I've seen run with Henry uh, in the past. So a massive Deontay Foreman fan. Shout out to Deontay Foreman. Props to him. Hope to see you back. If you're not with the Titans, you're going to crush wherever you go, man. Really proud that you got to play with this team. So that's it. That's, uh, that, that's the show. That's the season. That's everything I got for you. It, season's over. I don't, I, don't, I don't know any other nice way to put it. Uh, we got 12 wins, which was huge for the Titans because, like I said, I remember the years when we got two wins, one win, don't make playoffs. I mean, those were there were some rough years in there, but this was we want we're back to back AFC South champs. We won some big games when everyone counted us out of. Uh, we also lost uh, two games to the Jets and the Texans, where it was just kind of mind boggling. But that's that's Tennessee Titan football, uh, that, which is funny saying that, but that's just how it is. Um, but it was a, it was a good season. Um, and not to mention we, we played this season in the most Tennessee Titan way where we used 91 freaking different players, which was an NFL record, and we still made it to the playoffs with the number one seed. Um, and, and the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway I'm going to take away from this season is we put ourselves in a position to win it all. We got people healthy when we needed to get them healthy. We put ourselves in the driver's seat of the AFC. I apologize. Uh, my camera that I was recording with just, uh, my battery died because I don't know how to check battery uh, life before I start. So I got to record the rest of this. I'm, I was so close to being done. I got to record the rest of this on my iPhone so the audio might be slightly different. But please forgive me. So like I, I don't like I was saying, we put ourselves in a position to go win it all. We got ourselves in charge of the AFC South. We got ourselves in charge of the AFC. Um, we were we were in a position to win it all. 
Um, and as I record this last podcast of the season, there's still a part of me that's hurting with this loss yesterday. That that was really that one was tough. And I really there in deep down inside, I really felt like this was a year where we had the defense to go all the way. We had the potential on offense to go all the way. Um, but now from here on, but but we didn't. We we didn't. And the season's over now. So from here, I guess the only closing words I can say is now we just hang on tight. We uh, we see who we pick up, we see who we lose, uh, and we hope that we have a better ending to this story next year. And we will be returning for season two of the Talking Tennessee Titans with Amer uh, here next season. So like I said in the beginning, I really appreciate all of you guys for hanging around, listening. I really have not promoted this much this so the single fact that there's seven of you that actually took the time out of your day to listen to me ramble for 15, 20 minutes just talking about Tennessee Titan football really means the world to me. Like I said in the beginning, if you want to keep up with me in the offseason, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me at alexmershon17. That is A-L-E-X, Mershon, M-E-R-S-H-O-N-1-7 on Instagram. So until then... Hang tight, everyone. We will see what happens in this offseason. We'll see who we end up losing. This team is going to look different, but hopefully we'll pick up some some other names as well. Um, but until then, tighten up and hang tight. We'll see you guys next year in season dose of the Talking Tennessee Titans with Amer. Later. <laughs>